Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Y'all need to open this door, man, for a huff and puff. Come on now, about the hands of your chinny chin chin. Oh, boy, you best roll out. We up in here with the Mac tank. Oh, I think it's not, Terrell. I think it's not. Y'all might need to think this through and stop wasting my time. Because Omar can come back tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. And I will put a bullet in all y'all behind what happened right now. You heard? So how we working the split? Assuming this batch goes well, 80-20 my favor. I supply the product, you and your people work your magic. That's a whole lot of magic for only 20%. The same deal I gave Mickey Cusick. <laughs> you know that motherfucker changed his name to Doyle. I did. 40%. What happened to 30? I charged you 10% extra, thinking I'd take the same deal as Mickey. Didn't realize you were so sensitive. As a baby's ass, motherfucker. What does it matter if rain comes your way and rain? patter all day The rain descending Should not make you blue The happy ending Is waiting for you Take your share of trouble Face it and don't complain If you want the the rain Happiness comes double After a little pain If you want the rainbow You must have the rain Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob. I am running solo today. Um, I wanted to do this episode uh, as, as soon as I could. I've been kind of busy with some things. But um, as you all know, uh, Michael K. Williams had passed away. Um, he had uh, left us on September 6, 2021, at the age of 54. Um, I feel like probably one of the best actors uh of my generation and, and my time and to see the things that this guy did and the roles that he played, uh, was revolutionary. He done some great things, uh, in the, uh, in the world of entertainment, man. And he's gone. So, you know, sad, sad, uh, day September 6th was for a lot of us. Um, 
I kind of took it a little personal because I was fortunate and lucky enough to work on a set with uh, Michael K. Williams uh, when they were filming Happen Leonard down in Cedartown, Georgia, a few years ago. So, um, of course, I was a big fan of him when he was Omar on The Wire and uh, also a huge fan of Albert Chalky White on uh, the HBO series Boardwalk Empire. So for me to get to work on a set with him uh, and James Purifoy, who you may know, uh, it was the Kevin Bacon series that he did um, when he was trying to find a, a serial killer. And I cannot remember the name of that show, but James Purifoy was the serial killer. But uh, they they formed together uh, this this tag team uh, called Happen Leonard. It was played on the Sundance. I think there was eighteen episodes of it. But uh, that's the first time that uh, I'd got to work uh, actually on set in in a closed setting like that uh, on a TV show. Um, and it was a bar. It was a bar scene where we all were. Um, there was a racial racial tension, and of course, I was one of the um, the ruffians uh, in the bar, and there was a big brawl. So we got to uh, got to fake fight a few times uh, on camera in, in during that scene. I think Louis Gossett Jr. I don't think I know Lou Gossett Jr. was also in that scene as well. So it was pretty cool for me to get to work on that. The one thing I can take away from it, like I've worked on on several different TV shows, and I've worked on several different movies, and uh, he was he truly genuinely was a, a a super nice guy. A lot of times they tell us, you know, don't don't engage with the try to talk to the actors, don't don't, you know, if they want to talk to you, they'll talk to you, don't talk to them, don't bother them, you know, they're in character. A lot of people are method actors and so they don't like to have anything other than what they're focused on as far as uh the part they're playing in in whatever TV show or movie. And uh he was really uh engaging with everybody there uh just a real dude real cool guy uh one of the funny parts was uh as happen leonard's in the middle of the of the of the bar and then all the ruffians myself and these other guys that are uh that were cast to to fight in this bar um the director's going around uh in the camera in the in the in the whole scenes like kind of going in a circular motion as, as you've got uh uh, James Purifoy and uh, Michael Williams in the middle and we're all in the outskirts and the director's going, uh, when I move, you move, when I move, you move. And then I like out of nowhere, Michael K. Williams just busts out and goes just like that, you know? And it's like, when I move, you move. it's like the ludicrous song. So everybody starts singing it and everybody's laughing. Uh, if you work on any, any kind of movies or TV shows, you know that they typically don't like you to break character because time is money. And, uh, they're trying to hurry up and film as quick as they can to move on to the next scene. But uh, when he started doing that, everybody just started dying laughing, and everybody's singing and dancing in the whole, you know, in the in the before they shoot the scene. So, really, really good dude. And uh, I was super sad to find out that he had passed away. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a. Um, I hope I do this justice. Um, I'm gonna do a little bit of a tribute to Michael K. Williams on this podcast. So I'm just gonna kind of go over a few things of his life, uh, some of the things that he experienced, and then uh, a lot of the work that he did, and uh, the difference he made in a lot of people's lives uh, in in the in the uh, entertainment industry. So um, he was born November the twenty second of nineteen sixty six in New York City, and. Uh, he was most known, like we went over, he for uh, he played Omar Little in HBO series The Wire and also Albert Chalky White HBO series uh, Boardwalk Empire. 
Um, he earned a Primetime Emmy Award nominations for both of those performances. Uh, he was in a biopic uh, on Netflix, Bessie. Uh, and When They See Us in the HBO series, uh, The Night Of and Lovecraft Country, which was one of the more recent things that he worked on. Um, he had a reoccurring role in a sitcom, The Community, uh, from 2011 to 2012. He was also known for supporting roles in so many different films, uh, just to kind of go over a couple. Uh, the Road, 12 Years Slave, Inherent Vice, uh, Motherless Brooklyn, uh, Gone Baby Gone. I mean, he, that's just, you know, he was in The Purge. He's in so many different movies, and I'll try to go over some of those other ones. Um, the Early Life of Michael K. Williams. Uh, of course, he was born in Brooklyn, New York, uh, son of a, a bohemian mother uh, from Nassau and uh, Booker T. Williams, an American from, uh, it looks like, Greeleyville, South Carolina, uh, where his African-American family had deep roots. Williams was raised uh, in uh, East Flatbush, Brooklyn, and attended uh, Georgia Westinghouse Career and Technical Education High School. According to a DNA al- analysis, he was a descendant uh, partly from uh, Mende people of Sierra Leone. So he's a descendant from those from that group of folks. Um, unfortunately, uh, one of the one of the black, one of the sad points of, of, of his life growing up, uh, he was actually molested as a child, uh, which left him uh, confused about his sexuality uh, throughout most of his life. Uh, after getting in trouble as a youth, he enrolled into the National Black Theater of New York City. Uh, that's where he started getting his acting going on. Um, he also worked at a, as a Pfizer pharmaceutical rep as a temp. Um, he was inspired by Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation, 1814. And he left school, quit his job, and against the wishes of his family, he pursued his uh, career in dancing. Um, he was homeless for a little while. And he visited multiple record labels and dance studios looking for work. He actually got a job as a background dancer with singer Kim Sims, which led to more work uh, appearing in uh, dancer in music videos and tours with such artists as uh, George Michael and Madonna. He also did some modeling work, and he also choreographed Crystal Waters' 1994 single, 100% Pure Love. Um, everybody probably wonders about that scar on his face, which I did too, and I didn't really know until I started researching. Um, he has a super large scar on his face that he received in a bar fight on Jamaica Avenue in New York City on his 25th birthday. He was actually slashed by a razor across the face. And that scar became his signature feature, um, and it resulted in a lot of offers uh, for him to perform as a thug in music videos, believe it or not. And modeling, uh, he had some modeling opportunities um, with photographers, uh, you know, David, uh, David LaChapelle was one. Um, he actually uh, got his first acting role alongside Tupac Shakur uh, as High Top. Uh, he was uh, the brother to the henchman to Shakur's uh, drug kingpin tank in the 1996 film Bullet. Shakur actually uh, saw a photo of him, uh, saw a Polaroid of him in a production studio, and uh, that face, he... He immediately uh, wanted to get Williams involved. Um, Williams also served as an American Civil Liberties Union celebrity ambassador to the campaign for smart justice. And Williams' portrayals of openly gay characters was deemed to be revolutionary. So that's something that somebody didn't really, not a lot of people attach yourself to that because there's just a lot of 
you know, unfortunately it's negative stigmatism and, uh, he was able to do that and he did it well. So, and he did it without any concern. He just did his own thing. He kind of marched to the beat of his own drum. Um, his most recognized, uh, uh, I guess, roles he had, of, of course, would be Omar Little on the wire. Uh, his character was based on uh, Donnie Andrews along with other crime figures in Baltimore. Williams actually received a part after a single audition. At uh, he, I mean, he, he just was amazing. He he just commanded uh, the camera, commanded the room, uh, and so. If anybody watched The Wire, if you guys watched The Wire, Omar was such a uh, prolific figure, just a polarizing character, uh, and it was it was pretty amazing to watch him work uh, as as Omar on The Wire. In two thousand seven, he was nominated uh, for uh, for an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series for his role in, uh, as Omar. Uh, Williams uh, also began pursuing a, a a role because he is intrigued by Omar's contradictory nature. Uh, he felt Omar's popularity uh, stemmed from him being honest and the lack of materialism and individually as his adherence to a strict code. He felt that the role had been a breakthrough in the terms of being an attention to him getting further roles, which he did. He got so many roles after that. Williams received a, a both positive and negative reactions to ho- Omar's homosexuality and felt he was successful in changing attitudes and provoking discussion while uh, playing the role of, uh, of a homosexual. Uh, during his portrayal of Omar, um, Little Williams went uh, by his character's name and developed a habit of smoking cannabis and an addiction to cocaine in 2004. Williams lived part-time in Newark, New Jersey, using drugs but sought help from a ministry in a neighboring Irvington, which he credited uh, helping him uh, out of his uh, dark days. So he actually put a lot of himself into his characters that he played. Uh, so he was, it was life imitating art, so to speak. Um, he went on to work on several different other things. Uh, one of my favorites uh, when he was Chalky White on Boardwalk Empire, I mean, can't get any better than, uh, than that character to me. I mean, he was, he was, uh, he was amazing on that show. So, um, to play the part, it's to be such a powerful black man in, uh, back in the twenties, uh, when it, it, when you really didn't have that. So, um, but yeah, he, uh, he was really amazing in that role as Chunky White. And I really enjoyed watching Boardwalk Empire. If you hadn't seen the wire, if you hadn't seen Boardwalk Empire, uh, that's two things that really go, go uh, dig into and watch. Um, actually, in November 2011, it was announced that Williams would appear in Quentin Tarantino's uh, Django Unchained. Williams, who had previously confirmed that he was actually in talks with Tarantino to take uh, the role of Django, was to portray a, a minor character in the film. But the schedule conflicts with Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire excuse me, prevented him from, from working on Django. So um, that would have been interesting to see him uh, play the part of Django. And I think it would have been damn good. I think it would have been, it would have been pretty awesome. Um, we could turn this into a drinking game too. So every time I say awesome, you guys take a shot if you want to. So um, on March 9th, 2015, it was announced that Williams was starring Sundance TV's Happen Leonard. And also in 2015, Williams appeared in a music video 
uh, for Marilyn Manson. So he's just all over the place. Uh, in 2016, Williams began working on Vice News, um, hosting Viceland's program titled Black Market. In the series, he visited he visited uh, various uh, markets to explore how to operate and investigate in the circumstance in which uh, the they all generated their clientele. Um, Williams again worked with a Vice team in raising raising the system and extended premiere episodes of the sixth season of HBO's Emmy-winning uh, weekly news magazine series Vice. Williams embarked on personal journey to expose the root of Americans' mass incarceration crisis in the juvenile uh, justice system. Um, William was, Williams was originally cast as a Dryden Voss uh, crime lord in Solo, a Star Wars uh, story. I didn't know that. However, uh, he excited to be the role unable to return for the reshoots due to scheduling conflicts with the Red Sea Dividing Resort. Um, so he was replaced in that. So, uh, And then in 2020, uh, which is his recent work, he had played uh, Montrose Freeman on the uh, HBO series Lovecraft Country. So that's another interesting show. If you guys haven't seen that, check that out. Um you know, and then we get to the sad part, the the part where uh, all those demons from his childhood, maybe his drug addiction that he had in the past, it's just some things he couldn't let go. Um, you know, again, we talk about him being molested as a child, and he was, you know, struggling with his own um, sexuality throughout most of his life. Um, and unfortunately, September the 6th of 2021, uh, Williams was found dead in his uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn penthouse by his nephew. Um, the death is being investigated as a possible drug overdose, um, which I believe they had stated it was fentanyl. It was, um, heroin and laced with fentanyl is what had killed him. So, um, I'm just going to go through a couple of things that he did as far as, uh, projects he worked on and it's unreal. I mean, it's, uh, you've got a list of movies here. It's one, two, I mean, it's, it's, geez, man, it's probably 25 movies this man's worked on. 25 movies or more. Uh, and just kind of give you a few. Uh, Brooklyn's Finest, Snitch, The Devil Goes Down, Robocop, The Purge Anarchy, Kill the Messenger, The Gambler. Um, I mean, Ghostbusters. He's, I mean, he's played in all kinds. He's played in so much stuff that you just, you know, the movie Assassin's Creed, uh, Superfly. Uh, he played on uh, so many different movies. And then as far as television goes, man, television, his, his, uh, his list of things that he's acted in got law and order, the Sopranos, um, Boston legal CSI investigation, uh, six degrees, Lackawanna blues. Uh, you got CSI, New York law and order, uh, boardwalk empire, uh, aqua teen hunger force. I didn't know that. Um, he's also played, uh, in happen Leonard. Of course, we talked about that. Uh, Vice, we talked about that, and of course, Love, uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, not only did he go from the big screen to the TV, but he also had some cameos in some video games. And so, in nineteen, I'm sorry, 2013, Battlefield Four, um, he was the role of Sergeant Kimball, Irish Graves, NBA, uh, uh, 2K21. He is Archie Baldwin, and in Battlefield. 2042 he was captain uh gimbal irish graves again so uh just a long list of things that this man has done and he's accomplished and he's worked with so many different uh artists 
uh, with it being with music uh, and uh, and entertainment as far as uh, movies and TV shows. So well-rounded, well-versed actor, uh, well-rounded, well-versed uh, entertainer. He's, I mean, he's, he did it all. He worked with everybody. So again, I think it's uh, it's such a tragedy to lose a guy like that because he had so much to offer, so much to bring to the table. Uh, again, just his nature, his, his, uh, from the time that I was around him, he's just carefree, um, just, just a really good dude, really good guy. And I really, you know, super, again, just super sad that, uh, that we lost this guy at such an early age. Uh, when I feel like he had so much left to give, uh, give us all in the, in, with his, with his, uh, talents. So. Um, you will be missed, my friend, Michael Kenneth Williams. Uh, uh, go rest in peace, man. And I hope all those demons are put to sleep. And uh, thank you for all you did for us. We appreciate you. Does it matter if rain comes your way and raindrops patter all day? The rain descending should not make you blue. The happy ending is waiting for you. Take your share of trouble, face it. Don't complain If you want the rainbow You must have the rain Happiness comes double After a little pain If you want the rainbow You must have 